Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to mini episode 247 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have four spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from December the 20th 2022 and story number one comes from Anonymous. It all started over a year ago when I went to a medium. We'd been having some ghostly activities going on in our home. Things like feet being tickled, seeing shadows walk up and down our stairs from my parents room, hair being pulled not aggressively, doors opening etc as if whoever it was was trying to play with us. All of this happened upstairs. We got a medium out to our home and as soon as she walked in, she looked directly up our stairs, gasped and held her chest. Me and my mum noticed, but my dad didn't really catch on. My dad went first and then me. As we got to talking, my TV in my living room turned off and back on. I actually have a full voice recording of my hour with her. When we got into my reading, my mum's cousin who had died of cancer came through. The medium told me it was my mum's cousin. The medium also told me that I was going to have twins. Six months later, I found out I was pregnant and I had an immediate instinct that it was twins. Before my first scan, I just thought maybe it was my reading playing in the back of my head. But so you can all maybe tell, it was twins. I had a dream when I was 12 weeks pregnant, of a woman's hand laying on my stomach. I couldn't look to see who it was. I just saw the hand and a body. This still freaks me out. While I was pregnant, the activity in our house went wild. We started hearing footsteps. My dog started looking at things that weren't there. I had my baby boys at 31 weeks, and they spent five weeks in the neonatal ICU. And the five weeks in the ICU was horrible, as you can imagine. My dad prayed for my boys every night and prayed for someone to brush their hair to one side to let us know that someone was watching over them. The next day I arrived up to see them and the first thing I noticed was that one of my boys' hair was brushed over to one side. It could be a coincidence but I found it very comforting. My great-great-granny used to bake and absolutely loved baking. My dad couldn't sleep one night and suddenly got a strong smell of something like a baking cake. He looked up and saw a white mist-like shadow in his room. He said he wasn't scared, he was calm, but felt like he should have been scared but couldn't be. Five weeks after a long ICU stay, my boys got home. As we were getting them into the car, two Robin Redbreasts landed near us, one on the car and one on the window ledge of the hospital. And it never moved as we were moving, it just sat watching us. My dad is a big believer that when a Robin appears, a loved one is near. From the time we got the twins home, it's been weird. They're eight months old now and they babble and goo to people who aren't there. They look and follow something or someone at the exact same time. 
I know they see what we can't see. Anonymous, I would just like to say that I am <laughs> bemused, shocked by your nonchalance at the beginning, where you were like, you know, just some just some random ghosty goings on, like feet being tickled, seeing shadows walk up and down the stairs, hair being pulled. But don't worry, not aggressively. Uh, that would scare the living shit out of me. That that to me is is enough of an email. You know what I mean? Honestly, some of you guys, when you email in, I'm just like, you are all so brave. And it really does sound like somebody was looking out for your boys, for your little twinnies when they came along. How beautiful that your dad asked for a specific sign that someone was looking out for him and that specific sign was given to you. It's just lovely. And story number two comes from Stevie. I just wanted to say that I have been to the Myrtles Plantation two summers ago with my parents. My dad is a ghost investigator and I've been following in his footsteps since I was little. It was a dream to go for years and we finally made it happen and let me say it is haunted. I had my first paranormal experience there. My dad and I both witnessed two things. When we first walked in, me and him heard these loud stomps upstairs. Now the first floor is sometimes used as a hotel room. We asked our guide if there were guests upstairs or any kind of maid and they said no. My mom asked why I asked and everyone on the tour, about eight other people, stared at us like we were crazy. My dad and I laughed at this and just continued walking. It was insane. It was loud footsteps going in circles above us for at least two minutes straight while they were talking about the haunted mirror at the entrance. We then walked into the room next to where one family member was shot on those stairs. The guide said that the crystals in the room are said to move separately sometimes. There was no breeze, this mansion was hot and no air conditioning was on. Me and my dad looked at the light and three little crystals all spun by themselves. It was like someone was up there turning it over in their hands. There was also this happy energy all around the house. It kind of felt like the children there were happily running around the property. It made me feel a lot better that they are in a happy place. If you are wondering, the Myrtle's Plantation episode was episode 179 of the podcast. And I believe I said in the podcast, now I could be wrong because it seems like a bazillion years ago that I did that episode, that there seems to be very little historical evidence for the stories that um, are allegedly the hauntings of the Myrtle's Plantation, but that the plantation has a really dark and sordid history And that a lot of terrible, terrible things did happen there. But since I released that episode, I've had a number of people that have reached out to me and said, hey, I've had weird experiences at Myrtle's Plantation. Uh, Weird things happened. I heard the footsteps that people are alleged to hear or I saw something in the mirror, whatever it is. So people are having experiences there, whatever those experiences are. And it sounds like Stevie, you and your family had some pretty weird experiences there between footsteps and the crystals spinning around that's very odd also how cool is it that you're a dynasty of paranormal investigators i love it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number three comes from Grishma. A lot of paranormal and supernatural stories have been discussed on your podcast. And I wonder how those who have been through such experiences keep moving forward. I thought of myself as having a simple, normal life, until I too had an encounter. I was studying in university. I have a friend whose older sister passed away at a young age in an accident. Ever since then, she could see her dead sister now and again. Initially, she was afraid of the apparition, but over time she learned to live with it as the visits became less frequent. She never talked to the apparition, but acknowledges it when it does come. I never quite believed her when she said her sister came out of the blue, nor do I know why she decided to tell me about it, but she was my friend, and I took this quirk of her with it. One day, my friend decided to stay in my hostel room for the night. We switched off the lights when it was time for bed and slept. I was in a very deep sleep, when suddenly I felt my whole body vibrate, such that I woke up from my sleep. It was past midnight and I clearly wasn't having a nightmare to wake up from. I saw my friend was sitting on her bed. I asked her why she was awake and she turned to me. The moonlight on her face showed that she was alright and happy. My sister just came. She stood by the door and was watching us sleep, but left when you woke up, my friend said calmly, as though she was saying something mundane. I looked at the door. It was closed and I didn't see anything. Maybe she woke you up too, my friend continued. Shivers ran down my spine as I freaked out. If your sister wants to come and see you, why the hell did I get the vibrations that woke me up? Rest assured, I didn't sleep properly that night, knowing that a ghost just came by my room and watched me sleep. But what really scared and blew my mind was that I was sensitive and susceptible to such energies. Yet I thought maybe it might just be a one-time thing. Fast forward two years later and I was visiting my friend in a state in northeast India. This was the first time I was staying at his house, hours of a train ride from Kerala. I was exhausted and after a bath I was laying on the bed ready for a long sleep. I remember I lay down on the bed with my limbs stretched such that my right arm was outside the bed. I yawned and just then I felt a grip on my right wrist like someone was grabbing my hand from under the bed. It was ice cold and tightened and I remember this vividly because I wasn't sleepy yet. I was so scared I couldn't speak or dared turn my head to look at what was holding my wrist. The grip was tightening so much it was starting to hurt me and with all of the will and strength I could muster I yanked my hand away and in a millisecond the grip was gone. But I couldn't stop my hand from hitting the wall and hurting my wrist badly. Later I told my friend about what happened and he said... I'm sorry that happened to you. Usually nothing happens to anyone this soon after arrival. I was dumbstruck. What did he mean? Have you brought me to a ghost house? My friend continued. There have been some paranormal occurrences around here like people seeing things, ghosts, getting hurt, etc. What you experienced is nothing compared to what happened to 
Don't scare her with those stories. My friend's cousin cut in. Later, my friend arranged another place for me to stay, even though he said it was all safe in his house. However, I remained curious about what he was about to tell me that happened around his neighbourhood, which my friend never told me. So those are my two experiences that made me believe and accept that I am sensitive to such energies. Uh, I want to know what happened. I want to know what your friend wasn't allowed to tell you because it would be too scary. Grishma, I want to know. I need you to find out. I'm desperate to know. The thought of something reaching out and grabbing my wrist at night time when I was lying in bed fills me with just levels of horror that I cannot even describe. I've said it before, that scene in Paranormal Activity where she is dragged by their leg out of the bed and down the corridor absolutely traumatised me and I still feel traumatised by it now and every time I hear a story like this where somebody's leg or arm or whatever gets grabbed off the side of the bed it makes me want to curl up into a ball and cry. Like what's going on there? What has that much power that it can physically reach out and grab you? And I feel like organising somewhere else for you to stay was sort of the least (laughs) that this person could do. I'd be like, you could have just told me in the first place and I could have made the decision about whether or not I wanted to stay, you know? It's nice to know that your friend's sister was still looking out for her after all those years. I mean, that's that's pretty beautiful. Again, I'd be freaked out by me seeing it, but it's good for her that, you know, she knows that her sister is there and looking out for her. And story number four comes from Laura. My sisters and I share too many ghost stories to count. One of our favourites is the tap dancing ghost and is among the first shared event that we've experienced. My sister and I were visiting our younger sister at her Arizona home, which was the stage for many unexplained sights and sounds. After a fun evening, we had all been sleeping, my sisters and their husbands in bedrooms at the end of two long hallways while the three kids and I were having a sleepover in the great room on the sofa sectional. At 1am I was suddenly awakened by a sound of what I thought was dress shoes rushing down the hallway. I assumed that it must be early morning and my brother-in-law was headed to the gym before work. I watched as the steps came down the hall towards the kitchen living room area where I was sleeping. The footsteps came down the hall but I didn't see anyone. I sat up, the footsteps rushed back down the hallway They came back again, and again there was nobody there. This went on for a couple of minutes before my nephew mumbled in his sleep. The footsteps stopped abruptly and I remained frozen. I looked around, the kids were all fast asleep, the dog was sleeping at my feet, and the cat was perched on the armrest watching with me. I began texting my sisters as there was no way that I was going to venture down that hallway or remain alone. No word from my sister who owned the house, apparently quite accustomed to bumps in the night. After several pleas, my visiting sister and her husband came to the living room. He was not amused and frankly thought that we were mad. He went back to bed while my sister agreed to sleep in the living room. I finally fell asleep when my sister bolted up and shook me awake saying, What the fuck? Again the footsteps were rushing up and down the hallway. As we both watched for someone to come around the corner, we clung to each other. Of course, we did not go back to sleep after that. In the morning, we discussed any possible explanations. My sister brought up the tap shoes that the neighbour had recently given her. She was quite amused by the story. We dubbed this spirit the tap dancing ghost. But the story doesn't end there. Several weeks later, I received a frantic call from my sister in Arizona. She had been awakened at 5am 
by what sounded to her like a woman in high heels rushing up and down the hallway, stopping by her door before turning around. Suddenly she heard a crash on the tile floors and the footsteps stopped. She jumped out of the bed at 5am, grabbed those tap shoes and put them back on the neighbour's doorstep with no explanation. That was the last we heard from the tap dancing ghost. But not the kid who rolled balls down the hallway in the dead of night. No, I'm sorry Laura, you cannot just end a story like that. That is a cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. It's like, oh, we figured that mystery out or we got rid of that mystery. But it didn't solve the other terrifying mystery of the child rolling things along the hallway at night time. Is it the first time we've had a story about some haunted shoes? I feel like it might be the first time we've had a story about some haunted shoes. I'm not sure if I can remember another story about haunted shoes. Thank goodness for understanding sisters though, right? Because if I woke my sister up at 1am and I was like, come into the bed with me because I'm really scared, she would probably just beat me up. She would definitely be like, I'm absolutely not coming to join you in your haunted bed. No way. But I am very glad for you that you got the validation that you needed. But I definitely would be asking the neighbour. I'd be like, listen, what's the crack with those shoes that you gave us? Why did you give us some haunted shoes? (laughs) Do you not like us? I wonder, is that why the neighbour gave them away in the first place? Because they were like, these shoes are haunted as shit. I do not want them in my house anymore. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Anonymous, Stevie, Grishma and Laura for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from December the 20th, 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.